I know. It does that a lot. To be fair, that would be a really cool power. If I was a if a, if I was a wolf, I would howl at a moon. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because you sort of got to right. Yeah. It's sort of like it's just right there. It's like a big <laughs> big circular moon. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, I was, if I was a wolf, I'd be howling at that. Um, yeah, oh, that's that's a good idea. If you had to, because I've always thought I would love that superpower to be able to like transition from a human into like a like a wolf or something or like. Yeah. If you were to have one superpower, what would it be? <sighs> and I do have an answer for this, and I've thought about this. Okay, well, I think everyone picks flying, so I'm not going to pick flying. Okay. Um, Wait, hold on. What do you mean everyone picks flying? Everyone picks flying. Oh, no, they don't. Everyone picks like teleport, teleportation, or flying. Yeah, well, something that you can transport through the air or teleport or something. So I'm not going to yeah. go. I would go super speed because I think it's so OP. Because mm. mm. I've always You're thought so fast to go back in time. <laughs> that, that's quite wild. <laughs> in in uh, Batman. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always thought the, the Flash is actually like the second strongest guy there. Because mm. ima imagine because mm. physically and scientifically here. Mm. And he's like, I'm just going to put my glasses on. Um, <laughs> If you can punch, if you can go at an infinite speed, yeah. you can punch with almost infinite force. Because of your momentum. Yeah. Yes. So yes. you have almost, you have the same strength as Superman, if not more. And you can... No. No one has more strength than no, Superman. Yeah, he's got like infinite. So you have the same strength as Superman. Yeah. And you can move the same speed as Superman. Yeah. You just can't fly. But, yeah. But surely if you're going that speed and you jump... You're yeah, you're flying. Fly. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're literally the strongest. And sometimes, like they, they literally depict it where everyone just stops and freezes and they go through. Mm. You can literally do anything. Mm. You can do like literally anything if you're going that fast. Okay. And also imagine, imagine if you were going that fast, where time slowed down for everyone else and that like, everyone was moving in slow motion. If you just tap someone, the amount of force that's going in them, they just vaporized instantly. So it would be a really inconvenient power to have as well. So is that now making you change your mind? Yeah, so now, you, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm thinking like, oh no. <laughs> You've literally just talked yourself yeah, out, of that super myself out of that superpower. Also, I, I, think, I, I think if you were that fast, yeah. life would go too quick. There'd be, you'd be like, right, I just need to head to the shops. Everything will happen now. too quickly. And then it's not... But then I guess to you, if you're going that quick and everyone's going that slow... Do I you experience know. life? Does your life experience as longer than everyone else's yeah, because when you're going at super speed you're going at a normal speed like you're you're still like um like you're still thinking of everything at normal speed for yourself yeah. but then everyone else is moving in such slow motion is your life just going to feel like it your days would just feel so long that's a really good point. because imagine adding on like imagine if we went to the shops now and came back but technically time never really moved on it moved on like two seconds yeah but then you've just gone and done a 15 minute trip and back. But you haven't. But you haven't. But your day would feel that long, right? Because you're doing 15 minute tasks in a minute, in two seconds, one second. It depends on whether your body feels the speed, doesn't it? Yeah. If your body feels the speed. Yeah. Then. Then of you going there and back and going, that to me was two seconds. Or it's everything slows down. I get up. I walk around. I'm going so quick that it feels slow to me. Do you know what I mean? It depends. Yeah, it sort of depends on how your body reacts. It's a weird yeah. one, actually. It, that is a weird one, yeah. But then, you know, 
even without this being superpowers, this is like, this is quite, I've always found that interesting that if you were to travel at the speed of light in one direction out, you know, in space and just yeah, like, yeah. speed of light, yeah. you know, a million, you know, a million miles and then speed of light back, mm. obviously that you, the time, what is it? You, oh, you'd end up like a hundred years in the future. Yeah. No, because no, you'd go back in time, wouldn't you? It's to do with how light bends, it, time bends with gravity, doesn't it? Something like that. Yeah. And if you go away from a gravitational pull, your time moves slower than the people who are closer to that gravitational pull. That's so on, nuts. On Earth, when you're flying, because gravitational pull isn't that strong, it's not too big of a difference. But if you went out at the speed of light out and back, you would experience a big difference. So you'd go but, back. You would go back in time. No, you'd go forward. You'd in time. go forward. Everyone time. else on Earth would age a hundred years or whatever the time is. But like when you go near that's a black nuts. hole, that's where you see really big time warping. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the Flash. That is a good point, though. The Flash moving so quick. Yeah. How does that, how does he feel it? Because yeah. like even in the movie that he like, he's sprinting around the side of Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man. Superman. Superman. Yeah. And then. But like he's experiencing that in like normal speed, and then he's watching Superman watch him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool scene. Anyway. Yeah. What was your answer for what you want? For oh, I'd Superman? go with Batman superpower. You just want to be rich. Money. 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 Yeah. Okay. He's got money <laughs> <laughs> actually my favorite bit in that in the superman batman versus superman movie yeah. is right at the end when he goes how did you get the house back he goes i bought the bank <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i really like that yeah. bit he's like you bought a whole bank yeah. fair play fair play fair enough fair enough um, um well crazy hello welcome back <laughs> <laughs> we basically started this episode by going we don't know what to say so let's just start talking as we yeah, normally we just, do <laughs> and we just talked nonsense so this is an F1 podcast. <laughs> it is an F1 podcast. <laughs> um, but hey, hey, it's lights out and away we go. Love it. Oh yeah. my gosh, we haven't actually done a podcast in a few weeks now. Yeah, we um, yeah, we haven't actually. We did last week's Miami Grand Prix, and then that wasn't last week, was it? Weekend before last, the and then before. yeah, we we it's a little, we're a little bit late. We just wanted to. We were sort of deciding on the theme and we, based on a lot of the feedback that we got from people, it seems like there's a lot of people listening who just don't really have any idea what F1's about. Yeah. Like we've got a lot of our friends watching and we really appreciate all you guys watching, by the way. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just realised that a lot of you guys are just listening and you have no idea what F1 is and mm. you have no idea what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd do a little bit of a mini-series. Bit of an explaining and we're going to call it dummies drivers driving for dummies or F formula one for flipping idiots or <laughs> well the formula one for dummies <laughs> i don't know we haven't thought this through yet we'll figure something we'll out. figure out the name soon um but yeah we got we're gonna do a little bit on the general bits and bobs general bits and bobs a bit of an intro session into f1 hmm. Give me a little bit of a series. Going to break down lots of different parts of F1 yeah. in general, and then um, hopefully by the end of the series, you're going to know everything about F1. Not everything. Well, <laughs> to be honest, like when I was doing a little bit of research for this, and I was just you know just kind of thinking, oh, you know, basic stuff. What's the basic stuff that people might want to know, mm. and all that. I it got. I don't know why, but it got me really excited just oh, really? about F1 again. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Not not that I'm not excited, but as in like 
it just got me really giddy and i was like i love this sport yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i get that i get that when you're like really looking into it you're like oh yeah i was like this is so cool yeah it's like no wonder i love it <laughs> it is the simplest stuff as well that is, was that I've yeah got. um so should i start yeah do you, want to, do you know if you want to go through like do you know a bit about history of f1 we'll do a small history bit yeah history, history less than everyone yeah Gear up, get Settle your cup down, of tea. Get your cup of tea. <laughs> okay. And notepad, I want, we're going to do an exam at the end of this, so. Quiz questions. Quiz questions at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, before there was Formula One, uh-huh. before there was Formula One, and this is in the. It was a very sad, dark time. It was. A very sad, I mean, it was time. between two wars. The First World War. <laughs> it was the Second World War. Well, it actually so was. It was a really dark time. time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like in the Great Depression. <laughs> It was a it was a little nasty it was yeah. a little nasty um so around the 30s mm-hmm. um there was the european drivers championships and that's mm. what it was called at the time so that was the big racing you know tournament or you know yearly yeah. events that's uh-huh. what happened that's what it was called it's called the european drivers championships um and that was going through the 30s into the 40s and then the war hit yeah so the war oh well can't drive. Um, no, not into the 40s. Of course, it started in well, 30s, 30s to 40s, yeah. Anyway, so in the 30s, when the European Drivers' Championships was around, mm. they had, obviously, their f- version of regulations. Okay. Okay. And that they used to call that the Formula Libre Regulations. Oh. Okay. So after... Libre. I quite like that. Libre. 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 That's Libre. a nice word, isn't yeah. it? Um, so after the war, that's when... Formula One 1946 started mm-hmm. and they used the name from the regulations of the previous European Championships and went, Formula, cool word, we're mm-hmm. going to call it Formula One. It's so cool. that, that's why it's called Formula One. That's a cool, it's cool, cool reason. That. That's a cool reason for, I didn't know that by the way, that's a really cool reason for why it's called Formula One. Isn't it? Yeah. I really like that. See, Formula... this is why it got me excited. Yeah. I was reading all this stuff. Formula Libre. Formula Libre regulations um, oh. that's now, yes. Um, and then the FIA as well at that time began. Yeah, the Formula International Association. The Formula International Association, yeah. which is was then and still is the governing body yeah. of Formula One and others. Yeah. You know, Formula Two, Formula Three, rally, World Rally Championships, all these sorts of other. All a lot of the racing events that you can watch is all governed by the FIA. And what I mean is, it like, is. governed, they control it all. Yeah, they make the rules for it. Yeah. They are the ones who are in charge of basically getting people to buy into F1 and stuff. They're the yeah. big daddies of F1. They are the big daddies of F1. Just and racing. Like in the UK, the LTA is the Lawn Tennis Association. They run tennis for yeah. the UK. Yeah. The FA runs football in the UK. Yeah. FIFA runs kind of the global, the global football. football. Yeah. Just like that. So it's your, yeah. So you, you understand that. <laughs> um, and yeah, so obviously the regulations basically came in in 1946 because the Formula One regulations, because they wanted to distinguish between the different leagues of, leagues and the yeah. cars and the speeds. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. wanted to make sure that there was a number one mm. Formula One. Yeah. So that's basically when that came yeah. in. And the reason why you have different leagues, and it might sound obvious to some, but you have different leagues because different cars are capable of different things. Absolutely. Like you wouldn't put your Fiat Punto in a race versus a Ferrari. <laughs> 
because they're just not built the same and they're not built for the same purpose. My Fiat Punto will be modded to the max, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that will have the fattest turbo. The f it would just be your Fiat Punto, <laughs> just like drag racing a Ferrari. <laughs> it will rinse that ferrari i bet i bet it would <laughs> but there is a reason why you have different leagues and it's just for different levels of the car and um, obviously skill of the drivers and stuff so yeah absolutely okay and do you know who the company is that is obviously it won't be back then mm. but now who the the big company is that owns the fia do you know who they are is it liberty media bash yeah Never. liberty media although. liberty media never heard of them until when till this no. oh really oh yeah i'll never see media to be added a big cheese oh i didn't know that american guys <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah american and american. i think they do that's why there's a lot of races in america now mm -hmm. makes loads of sense yep. three races yeah um they do something else as well they they do they have different other um companies that they own so I don't know. Something FM, one of the big radio stations out in the US they own as well. Oh, okay, yeah. And which everyone will know if you see, you'd know the logo if you saw it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they... Oh, cool, cool. Liberty Media. So if you ever hear Liberty Media, they are the company that owns the FIA. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And the reason why you have a company that owns the FIA is because of one, investment money. That's the main thing. People buy shares in the FIA to give them money so yeah. they can do races and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and money money's the reason and <laughs> i was trying to think of other reasons but it's literally money 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 and money is helpful in this sport yeah. <laughs> okay um so let's talk about the racing so yes yeah, so in the after the war 1946 and throughout the 50s mm -hmm. obviously every year there would be your formula one season okay but at that time there was only one award that was given every year Okay. And that was your driver's championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously the drivers would accumulate as many points as they can throughout the years. And obviously we'll go on to the point system shortly, but they will gather as many points as they can throughout the year. And the only award given at the end of it would be the driver who got the most points. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Until the late fifties, when basically cars started to be more reliable, they started to be able to last longer. So they mm. decided to put more than one car in the race. Mm. So, then they decided to introduce what they call the constructors championships which yeah. obviously we have both of those still today yeah so our constructors championships is the points accumulated out of the two vehicles are put together to then win a constructors trophy at the end for the team who get the most points yeah all together so like uh, for example a team like ferrari put two cars in and they have two separate drivers in those two cars and they both race in the drivers championship if one of the car the one of the cars is accounts for one of the sets of points yep. and they just compete with the other driver yeah but in the constructors you add up the two points of both of them yep. and then ferrari as a team will be competing against a different team like mercedes correct yeah absolutely which is great i love the fact that there's different parts there's obviously yeah. the driver focus part and then there's as the team because it is a team sport mm. at it, the end of the day yeah there is it is a team sport and there's yeah. all the different areas of the team yeah, yeah to yeah. make things happen yeah um but yeah so they did introduce that at the end of the 50s you know well, let's not go through the whole history yeah um but that kind of brings us to um you know the general you know around yeah, that's, yeah, that's sort of like how f1 started really isn't it it's exactly like the general sort of background in and that's sort of yeah. how we see the two championships today yes. um i think we can go into sort of the importance of the two championships like you just said about how like it's important 
and the constructors it's a team sport yeah and i think a lot of people don't really realize but f1 is yeah a team sport it's not just for the driver and the fastest car yeah the, the fastest driver will win it's very dependent on not just the fastest driver on the grid or the best driver on the grid but it's also the best car on the grid yeah and the car is probably the most important part of that partnership yeah. i'd say for in a world championship 90 percent of the so for the drivers world championship in terms of an importance 90 percent of the importance is on the car yeah and then 10 percent that 10 percent difference between the two teammates is what means where one comes higher than the other really yes um but yeah the car is the main thing the car is the main thing so yeah so let's talk about how the actual racing works so each year there are 10 teams each year, they're 10 teams. Not or always 10. Constructors. Yeah. Sometimes okay. there's more. Sometimes there's less. Mm. Teams drop in and drop out all the time. Yeah. But this year... This year. And, and previous... The yeah, this year years. and quite a few different years. Yeah. Since about 2016. Yeah. There's been 10 teams. There's been 10 teams. So 10 constructors, 10 teams. Mm. Same thing. Um, and they will have two drivers and two cars. Yeah. That race every week. Yeah, or every race, should we say? Not every week. Every mm. time there's a race. Um, great. And then throughout the year, how many races are there between maybe twenty and twenty-three races per season? Yeah, it's sort of each year they sort of have around twenty to twenty-three. It seems like every year they have more races. Yeah. Um. So on on average, you're probably seeing a race every one and a half. When every one to two weeks, sorry. Yeah. There's a race. Um. But yeah, about twenty-three. 23 races in a season absolutely and those 23 yeah. races go across the globe you go from all the way from the americas and south america and north america mm -hmm. all the way to the other sides you have a race in australia as well like yeah. it completely covers the entire globe yeah absolutely yeah. and it's in a different place every time yeah um and obviously these tracks change every year as well so sometimes there's like you know there used to be China used to be one of the tracks. Yeah. Um, it used to be every year, but then because of COVID and stuff, that gets replaced out. Yep. You have tracks in like Turkey and stuff that used to be there that's no longer there. Um, but you have new tracks as well. Like there's one in Saudi Arabia that got built, which is a new track in mm -hmm. Miami and Vegas is the new one this year. Yeah. So, so things change as well. Yeah. So the races you go to, the tracks you go to, they do change. You do have a few staple tracks. The British Grand Prix is always at Silverstone. Pretty the much. Italians. Yeah, well, the Italians yeah. always at Monza. Yeah. You have... Monaco is always there. Monaco is always there. Um, so you do have ones which are always there, but other tracks can change in and out. Yeah, which is obviously just by season and, you, yeah. you know, which is interesting. And I think that's great that tracks change. I think that's really nice. Yeah. Really yeah. nice that it's not the same tracks, the same stuff every every year or so. It adds a slight amount of variety. Yeah. Throughout the season. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, and the season normally lasts between March time to kind of November time. Yeah, with December now because the track yeah. because of how many races there are now, it's sort of creeping into December. Yeah, but like Feb to December would be like the longest season they would have ever done, really. So yeah, and they normally have kind of they, well, they do they have kind of the Christmas period off. Yeah, you have Christmas off, and you also have a three week break in summer. Yeah, which is called the summer break as well which you're literally not allowed to do any work you can't work on the cars you can't do anything interesting yeah. oh yes i did know about that but yeah i forgot about that one very helpful um to know about mm. so um so yes yeah, so obviously we're talking about the teams mm. and each team is made up of different parts so there's lots of different parts of the team that have very vital roles yeah 
Um, so the team will have um, engineers, yep. it will have mechanics, it will have strategists, um, and all of these different teams basically are coming together, working together to make the car go as fast as it can every single race. Yeah. Yeah, um, was is there any, any other pits that I've missed? Any other? You have a pit crew, pit you have... Um, you you have so many different parts you have like a marketing team even all of them all of that helps because yeah it's a, an f1 team you're looking at like 300 people or so like they're massive massive teams and yeah they're they have a base in like mercedes will have a base in the uk in brackley and then they also have a team which goes out to the grand prix every weekend and stuff so these are these are massive massive teams yeah and they all play a part in making the car go as fast as possible on the weekend and they've all got there's every person's important in that yeah, system every person is um and I, but i think you said 300 there mm. pretty sure i heard on graham norton i watched a thingy oh was it might have been graham norton but lewis hamilton i think was on graham norton and i think he i think they have about 1200 really I, we need to look that up but i'm pretty sure he said that this the you know the passes and things roughly have around the sort of 300 pound yeah uh, 300 uh, people mark yeah and they, I think, have around the twelve hundred mark. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm. I'll have to. I'll have to look we'll, that up. We'll look that up. Yeah. We'll confirm it next week. But... We'll confirm that. To be fair, we say this all the time that we're going to look stuff up and confirm it. But we never do. We never do. <laughs> <laughs> we always pretend like we do. We, we always pretend like we do, but we don't. We look it up after the podcast, and then we never bother. I'll never do anything about no, it. We never. We never bring it up again. What but... we should do is we should listen through all of them. Yeah, and to find the questions <laughs> that we haven't answered, and just do like a we'll do an episode of like, <laughs> yeah. So we Catch we asked this question a bit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, um, great. So yes, yeah, so obviously, so many different parts of the yeah. team. Obviously, the drivers are part of the team as well. Yeah. It's all a big team. Yeah, yeah it's all, so a, big it's all, team all a big team, and it all goes into one, and it all goes to doing the best you can over a Grand Prix weekend. Absolutely. So how a grand prix weekend works and when we say grand prix weekend it's basically the weekend where they have a race it's the race it's french so, isn't it grand prix yeah grand prix is the race yeah the race um so on friday so the teams will all come to the track during the week sorry so between monday till um we were speaking to a few Haas engineers when we were out in hungary and they said that they can get to the grand prix uh they have the monday off if they've had the sunday to race before and then yep. get to it about tuesday wednesday thursday time mm -hmm. and then they spend that time setting up the car uh the drivers will walk around the track and stuff and they'll just sort of go through just get all the logistics set up yeah then thursday all the teams sit down and they sit down with their drivers and they have a full debrief where they go through the exact structure for the weekend that they're going to be going with. Yeah, and what, every... they, what they think is going to happen over the weekend. Yeah. What, they, what they're coming into that weekend. It's the prep thinking about. It's the yeah. Prep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they basically, it's the plan before the weekend starts. And every Friday to Sunday, pretty much always goes the same. Apart from some special cases, but we will we'll get onto that. We will get onto that. Yeah. So Friday, you have a practice. You have two practice sessions on a Friday. Mm -hmm. And what these practice sessions are for is the teams go out with their car and they drive around the track. And then every car collects thousands and thousands of just little data points throughout an entire lap. And it all feeds back to the computers. Um, what they'll do is they'll do the they'll do these laps in practice they'll look at the computers and then they'll make tiny adjustments and tweaks to the car in lots of different ways to try and maximize and reduce the amount of lap time reduce their lap time basically yeah. so because every because like we say every track is different yeah every country's different 
um obviously humid every single area of a track has to be taken into consideration mm. the wind the humidity the heat of the track yeah um the yeah the the amount i mean even if it's a if there's lots of corners like yeah. lots of tight corners on that specific yeah. track or if they're long swooping corners yeah the car has to be adjusted aerodynamically to try they well they do their best to try and get it as eke, eke out as much pace yeah as they from can. the car yeah. as they can on that specific track on that specific weekend yeah. they want the car to be going as fast as it possibly can through every single part and every single part of that track Oh, this gets me all. Yeah. Oh, it gets me all excited. It's great. It's great. And it's because the thing is, the reason why they do that, and the reason why it's so close, is you can literally the difference between winning and not winning has been as low as zero point zero nine of a millisecond. Mm. That's crazy, man. Which is crazy, and that's the difference it can be between winning a race and coming second. So that's why they maximize everything they can. They do. So that's what best. they use these practice sessions for. So you have two on a Friday. Yep. And one on the Saturday, in one the first Saturday morning. morning. Yes. And then you get into what's called qualifying. So qualifying, so you, if you know, in a race, the cars will line up in a grid. Um, when, they, when I say they line, they line up in order, basically. And qualifying is what picks that order. Yeah. And how qualifying works is, it's broken into three sessions. In the first session, it's a 15 minute, like you have 15 minutes to do, one singular fastest lap that you can possibly do. Yeah. The car, so there's 20 cars on the grid because there's 10 constructors yeah. and two drivers per constructor. And they can go out at any time in that 15 minutes. Yeah. And so they'll, so they'll, they'll, they'll know when the time starts. They'll know when the time ends. And they will go out when they feel is the right time for the car to go out and do its fastest lap yeah. possible. The perfect, they want to go for the perfect window that they think would be the best in terms of temperature, wind, all these other factors. Yeah to get the fastest lap they can possibly do. Yep. And in that first session, which is 15 minutes, all 20 cars go out. Yep. The the people who qualify, six, the people who have the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th slowest times, then get knocked out. Yep. When they get knocked out, that means they're starting from whatever position they were. So if they were 18th, the 18th fastest time, they will start 18th. Yep. Then 15th, the 15th fastest time all the way to the first fastest time, then all go back to the grid. They refuel the cars, they put new tires on, and they go out for a second lap. Um, they go out for a second session, sorry. Yeah, second qualifying session. So this is called qualifying two. Yeah. Uh, this then decides where... So the 11th to the 15th slowest lap times. Yeah. Uh, those people are then knocked out. Yeah. And then... So they will start the position wherever they... From 11th to 15th. And then from 10th to 1st they go for a final shootout and that final shootout is going to decide the positions from 10th to first place yes. basically so you can either go into qualifying and do three laps or whatever three different sessions or you can go into qualifying and only get to do one session because you got knocked out straight away yeah um but wherever you finish on after the end of that day that's where you're going to start the race exactly yeah yes okay that's yeah fine. yeah i was going to say because Let's not make it confusing and be like, oh, you know, anyway. But yes, that is correct. Yeah. Absolutely right. And then and then Sunday. And then race, the race day. day. Where you have a set number of laps you have to go around the track. Mm -hmm. And whoever comes at the end of all those laps, whoever comes first, wins the race. Absolutely. And how many points do you get for winning a Grand Prix? 25. Fantastic. How many points does second get? Or P2? 
So P2 would get 18. And how many will position, uh, P3 get? Or So, yeah, third? so third place gets 15, fourth place gets 12, fifth place gets 10, sixth place gets 8, seventh place gets 6. Yep. Eighth place gets uh, 4, ninth place gets three, 2, and 10th place gets 1. Exactly. Yeah. Anything after 10th place, so 11 to 20, if you're from 11 to 20, you will get no points for that. Weekend. No points at all. So you could finish all the laps and everything, but yep. if you've come 11th to 20th, yep. uh, you get no points. Absolutely. Mm. Fantastic. So that is the general brief overview of a race weekend. Yeah. Your two practice sessions on a Friday, your one practice session on a Saturday morning, then you're qualifying on a Saturday afternoon, then your race on the Sunday. Okay. So, to not confuse you guys, yes, there are five races a year which have a different format. And this is only something that's happened in pre in most in recent mm -hmm. years. This is a very very new thing that they're trying out. Yeah. Um so, in the five races this year, you have what will happen is on Friday you have one practice session, then you go into qualifying. Yes. And this qualifying will set the grids. So the positions you finish in that qualifying is where you will start the race on Sunday for the actual race. Yes. Just like it was previous, but it it happens on the Friday. Yeah, so now it happens on the Friday. Then you go to Saturday and you have what's called a sprint qualifying, which is still the three sessions of qualifying but every, each qualifying session has less time available. So you know how for qualifying one, you had 15 minutes to do your session. Now you only have 12 minutes for qualifying one, 10 minutes for qualifying two, and eight minutes for qualifying three. So it's a lot less time, a lot shorter of a window. You don't really have, you can't make any mistakes really. No. And this sprint qualifying sets the grid for what's called the sprint race. Yes. So this is a new race and is separate to the final race that happens on the Sunday. Yep. And this race is, it's very confusing, I know. But this yes. race, we'll it, summarize it again in a minute. But yeah, yeah, but it's a shorter race that happens. So it's like a, it's a race that is very short in length, but it's sort of supposed to be like a very short race where you go really flat out. And then at the end of the race, you get a small amount of points for the top teams. Yes. So I don't know if you know the point structure for them, but you get you first place, you get eight points, second place, you get seven, sixth place, you get third place, you get six, five, four, three, two, one sort of point system. So it's just one point down for each of them. Yeah. So you get less points, it's a shorter race, but you, you just get some points. Roughly around the 20 laps, isn't it? Around 20 laps or so, whereas like a regular race is around 50 or so laps. Yeah, depending yeah. on the track. If the track is longer in distance per um, per lap, yeah, then obviously there'll be less laps. Mm. But if it's a shorter track in distance, there'll be more laps. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. But then, and then you have the actual race on the Sunday where you have the full points available. Yes. Yeah. And the whole like reason it. they brought that in is they just want fans to be able to see more actual racing and action on yes. the track at the, at the at time. So, yeah. I think so. That, yes. So, practice one practice on Friday. Yep. Qualifying on the Friday for Sunday's race. For Sunday's race. Yep. And then there's. Um, a sprint qualifier on Saturday morning. Yeah. Then there's a sprint race on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And then your normal race on the Sunday. Yes. 
but you yeah. can get points in both of the races the sprint yes. race yeah. and the normal race yeah and as we said both those points will count to the constructors championship and the drivers championship yes yeah that's a good point to add in i like that and there is one more way you can get points and that is if you do the fastest lap throughout the entire race. So every when you're doing a race, you're doing 52 or so laps or whatever. And just depending on the distance. And yep. some lap, some races you'll you sort of like you have like a every lap you do has a timer and you log a time every time. Yeah. The person who does the quickest one singular lap over that uh, out of everyone during that race will get an additional bonus point. One. One additional bonus, bonus point. If they are in the top 10 positions, if you're 11th to 20th, you don't get any points. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously throughout the race, the laps get quicker, mm. mainly because they, the drivers are getting used to the track. So mm. they're, they're learning the track and where the sweet spots are in the corners and all those sorts yeah. of things. So they're learning the track and just being more confident the more they go around. Yeah. And also fuel is running out. Therefore, the car is actually becoming lighter yeah. throughout the race yeah. and other things. Yeah. But that's a couple of reasons yeah. as to why. So, the nearer yeah. the end of the race, you get faster laps because the cars are lighter and the drivers are just more used to the track and lots absolutely. of other features as well, which we can talk about. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let me have a look. Okay, so here's... Yeah, so that, to be fair, we've done quite a good job there, I think. Yeah. As a brief overview of how Formula One... Yeah, pat on the back for us. Good job. Good job. Good job. It's lights out, team. Yep. Um, <laughs> we okay. should probably talk about the, the, I guess, so we talked about how each race you get points for the constructors and the drivers' championships. I think the fans care about the drivers' championship yeah. because everyone has a favorite driver and you can have it for whatever multitude of reasons. Like, why do you like Lewis Hamilton? He's British. Yep. And I'm a glory hunter. <laughs> he wins everything basically uh yeah well he's british and he's the one that i knew when mm -hmm. i first started to enjoy it yeah so i just it was just natural for me to go i really like yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah so yeah. and and i own a mercedes <laughs> so i was like you have to like mercedes mercedes yeah. <laughs> um, um that's why yeah you I liked Lewis Hamilton because the first race I ever watched, I liked the look of his car. And I was like, oh, he looks like me. <laughs> so that's why I like <laughs> If you are listening to this and you've not watched any of our, um, what was it, TikToks or any of our yeah, posts or reels, JJ is brown. Yeah. <laughs> so I like Lewis Hamilton because he looks like me and no one else did. <laughs> so that's why I liked him. Um, and his car was silver and red and it was cool yeah that was yeah, a cool looking cool. car yeah um but yeah so everyone cares really about the drivers and the drivers is where you get all the glory because everyone in f1 is competing against each other they want to be the best of the best and if you win the drivers championship you're like i'm the best of the best yeah but the teams and the reason why it's a team sport is the teams care about the constructors they do not care about the drivers championship no exactly and the reason why they care about the constructors is money money Big money. Yes. Every team, yeah. their constructor's position every year is vital to get as high as they can on that constructor's. Yeah. Because of money. Money. Big money. Big money. Big dollar signs. So that's why F1 teams care about the constructors. And there's a prize pool of 900 million pounds, dollars, sorry. 900 million dollars that goes to all the teams. 
Mm-hmm. But for context, the top team gets 136 million and 150 million, sorry. And the bottom team gets 36 million. Oh, that's a big difference. So it's a big amount of money yeah. to come either first or last. Yes. And you get a bit of a split as you go down uh, each one. But so each... every place, every every place you make up in the constructors is massive. It's huge. Yes. And there's no prize money for the drivers' championship. No prize money. That's because they make so much money anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They make loads of money anyway in their contracts, but for the teams themselves, there's no money in the drivers. Mm. So they only care about where they can go in the in the constructors and how high they can get up in the constructors. Yes. So even though the drivers are the heroes at the end of the day, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because the drivers are the heroes mm. and everyone sees the drivers and obviously they're the... But it does make a lot of... Like, if you think about um like people going into space yeah you've never heard of any of the people that make the rock the ship the other rocket ship yeah or the everyone knows neil armstrong everyone knows neil armstrong but no one really knows the engineers who built neil armstrong's rocket but let's be honest those engineers did most of the work (laughs) do you know what i mean i get what you mean yeah it feels quite similar yeah it does it does feel very similar to that and that's taking nothing away from neil armstrong and it's no taking nothing away from the drivers as well like they have to still get there and they still have to be the best their job is vital yeah their job is vital. but as we said 90 percent of winning a driver's championship Mm -hmm. is having the best car it is yeah it's so important having the best car is 90 percent of winning a driver's championship absolutely and the amount of development that goes into an f1 car for context before they use they there's now a budget cap because they try to control how much f1 teams are spending because the spending was getting insane yeah but for context, Mercedes was spending about 400 to 450 million pounds a year to only win <laughs> 150 million pounds of price. <laughs> no, but but that's a huge amount still. Is it 150 million? 150 huge, million. It's, it's a huge amount, but they're spending 300 million pounds more. Yeah. On developing the car. But let's say they spent that 450 yeah. million and did come first and yeah. came Imagine sixth. That. Red Red Bull, Aston Martin for all those years. Yeah. They would spend that much kind of money. Yeah. And they would not come first. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> they would not come first. So the amount of spending on the car is absolutely insane. But yep. that's why the car plays a, such an incredibly vital role. Mm-hmm. But that takes nothing away from that 10% because that 10% is actually a huge amount of driver skill. Huge. And it can be the complete difference between a car that's not quite the best winning a world championship yep. or a car that's, you know, or it, yeah, a car that's not quite the best winning a world championship, really. Absolutely. So it's really, really important. I mean, if you think about Fernando Alonso over the past few years, he was at McLaren. We know how good he is as a driver, but in that machine, he's coming like last. He wasn't doing yeah. very well. Yeah. But now that he's in a machine that is absolutely flying. Yeah. He's, he's doing coming, very, yeah. very well. Yeah. And he's, he's got been podium was it four out of the five four out of the five races yeah, yeah. this year so you've got to have a good car yeah i think this actually brings us on to rachel's question time rachel's question time oh that... sorry i stole you sorry stole that was your my bit. <laughs> i stole your bit <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i just jumped in i got excited you, you got really excited <laughs> um but that just brings us on to rachel's question time which is like because you can see drivers like fernando alonso and George Russell, who are like the best drivers on some of the best drivers on the grid, and they're near the back of the grid. And you're yep. like, well, why don't they just all give 
them equal cars? And that was what Rachel's question was. Why doesn't everyone have equal cars? And it's a very good question. It's a very good question. Very it's probably good. the most common question I think I ever get asked when I'm talking about F1. Yes. Is, but why don't you give them equal cars? Yeah. Because it would be amazing. And I think a dream for a lot of F1 fans would be to see all the drivers in equal cars. That's it. And, and see, who see who's actually, actually the best. The best yeah. driver. Because that's a massive debate in the whole F1 community about who you actually think is the best driver on the grid. Yeah. Because the car plays such a big impact on that. Mm -hmm. There's such a big debate about it. It's massive. And it would be very... I would still really love to see that. And I think every F1 fan maybe they should Maybe that. they should do like two races a year. <laughs> where they, they put them all in a, in a Red Bull. <laughs> they put them all in this year's Red Bull and just go... Go. <laughs> but you couldn't. But the weird thing is, you couldn't even do that because no, each course, car is so wants... tailor built to a driver. If you put every driver in a Red Bull car, the two people who are going to win are the two Red Bull drivers. Yeah, of course, which is yeah, crazy. But the reason why F1 is not got equal cars, and I think if you love when you fall in love with F1, you realize that F1 is a team sport and not a driver sport, and the yeah. real battle is between the constructors yes that's the real battle of it this one the technical the, side is the bit that's yeah. so interesting and that 400 million pounds or whatever that's going into development that's the amazing thing that they can come out and they can gain one tenth of a second and that's all the difference between them coming first or them coming tenth yeah it's crazy it's crazy yeah i do yeah i mean being devil's advocate do you not feel that maybe some new fans would want to see that they would want to because but... because if, if you want to know if you want to know who really is the best on that mm. day at that time or for that season yeah surely you'd want you would want to know you'd want to know in equal vehicles because because formula two is an equal yeah formula, formula three they're all equal vehicles so in most feeder series into f1 in the journeys drivers take two f1 yeah they're almost they're they're usually in equal vehicles mm -hmm. however you don't because of sort of the career lengths in F1 and stuff, Lewis Hamilton is much older than Max Verstappen. Mm -hmm. So you never saw them in a feeder series to F1. So one of the junior sort of series to get to F1. Yeah. Because Hamilton was already in F1 while Max was, you know, driving go-karts. So you never really saw that. Yeah, because of the yeah. age difference. Because of the age difference. So, I mean, a lot of fans, even, even long-term fans, really do want to see that. Yeah. But there's never going to be a circumstance that happens. Yeah. There's too much ego. There's too many different variables. And I think you... it's more fun. I think different... it's, better. It's, so it's much better. it is better. It is better. It's I like think when you actually get into F1, you'll realise that it is better. As yeah. frustrating as it is to see your favourite driver in yeah. last place because of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of, it is better yes it yeah. is but it's also if you if the way i see it as well is when, when you put it if you were to have if if you next season were to be a football fan and they went every team can only spend this much money mm. if so they let's say they said you every team can only spend 200 million and that's it mm. in the in the premier and contracts league. and everything yeah people would lose their minds yeah because they'd go no we're the big teams yeah We've got this much money. We've yeah. got this. We've yeah. got these owners. We yeah. should not have to. You know, do you know what I mean? We want to be able to entice the big players with the big money, and yeah. we shouldn't have to, you know, have any cap on our spending. Even yeah. though there are, you know, financial yeah, regulations. All these other there's nuances to it, but yeah. We get, yeah. But you don't. Yeah, it wouldn't be as interesting. It is interesting because of 
the money being spread around and where the money goes and things like that. Yeah. Same in F1, which is it's so interesting about how much money each team spends, where they spend their money. Yeah. All those sorts of things. Yeah. The development and the technology behind the cars is the coolest part of F1. Yeah. But the drivers are the face of it. The Just face. like Neil Armstrong's the face of space. Yes. Um, but I think that's, to be honest, I think we've gone through, we covered a lot of the sort of fundamentals of F1 and stuff. Yep. As we said, I think we're going to, each week we're going to go into more and more in-depth sort of stuff. So we're going to talk about the actual development of the car, the, yep. the tires, the strategy, all of the other interesting parts of F1. Yeah. Uh, but that's all going to come over the coming weeks. It but, will. And look out for that. Yes. That's Do look out so for it. Cool. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. I can't wait. Oh, man. That was really fun. Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> I hope you really enjoyed. Yes. And I, I hope, really hope you did. I hope we've maybe intrigued some people. Yeah. In, in some people to maybe, I don't know, watch yeah, a little start bit. Start watching F1 start a little bit. Watching yeah, a little bit of F1. Try watching a little bit of it. When you're hooked, you're hooked, mate. Yeah. You, you are, are not getting out. <laughs> it's not just cars going in circles. It's Trust not. me. Yes. Trust me. Um, but yeah, so this, is, uh, this has been uh, It's Lights Out. And we will see you very soon. Take care. Peace.